This is In The Zone. Wait, hold on, hold on. You hear that? Do y'all hear that? This is what I'm hearing. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In The Zone Network. Welcome to yet another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Checking in today, a couple quick NBA topics. We won't be with you long, but we will give you some uh, noteworthy news here from the past week within the NBA. Uh, We've got the big story uh, of the week being the DeMarcus Boogie Cousins ACL tear. Uh, took place uh, as he was working out in Las Vegas this week, and a uh, major blow to DeMarcus, who tears his ACL in the same left leg that he has now torn an Achilles on, as well as torn a quad on. So, um, injury history is not looking great for DeMarcus right now. Outlook for him, obviously, uh, is probably one that is going to require him to miss most of, if not the entire season. Um, more than likely that the entire season is missed. Maybe he comes back in the playoffs as he did for the Golden State Warriors last year. Um, however, it is going to be a tough road ahead for him. So, um, <coughs> the big question that has come out of this <laughs> as we look today is that was he hooping in flip flops? <laughs> I hope not for his, somebody of Boogie's stature. That's too big of a man to be out here taking chances like that. Uh, but on, on a more serious note, I do hate it for DeMarcus. Uh, great player, talented, talented individual uh, who's really just been set back, you know, the past couple years. And uh, Steve Kerr, coach of the Golden State Warriors, said it himself. It's been two years of hell for DeMarcus, you know, the last couple years. So having to constantly rehab from an injury gets very, very old, especially for guys who are just talented because all they want to do is play. Um, so nothing nothing but the best, you know, wishes out to DeMarcus and his recovery from this injury. Um, now, how this affects the Lakers is also a question that's very well tied into that. Um, it's going to be very critical for them to try to find another big now that is going to kind of help replace some of that production you plan to get with Boogie. Um, you do still have JaVale McGee on the roster. Um, it's been said this week that Anthony Davis is still not going to increase the planned amount of minutes at center for him, which personally I don't believe should be the case. I think, you know, as evidence from his time in New Orleans and even, you know, looking at LeBron James the past couple of years, their teams have been best when LeBron is at the four and when Anthony Davis is at the five. Uh, so I think you have to be a little bit more open to that if you're Anthony Davis. And I do get it from his perspective. You know, he doesn't want to bang against those big guys, you know, night in, night out. But in a sense, you're doing it anyway. So, you know, put your best lineup out there on the floor and give yourself the chance to win that is going to put you in the best position long term. So there's been some other, you know, names thrown out there, guys that they should go after. 
I've seen Joaquin Noah, I've seen Dwight Howard, I've seen Kenneth Fareed, none of which are extremely enticing, but uh, there is a roster move to be made here at some point by the Lakers uh, in order to replace that production in the presence of Boogie Cousins, at least until you can really get a true read on what that timetable is going to be for his return. So, a uh, number of different questions for both Boogie and the Lakers here moving forward. Next topic to go to was another one that came out of Las Vegas, Team USA. And as we all know from watching many star player after star player after star player drop out of this upcoming uh, FIBA World Cup team, you had them scrimmage a bunch of G League guys, and that might be generous to some of these players. Um, <laughs> had them scrimmage with a bunch of G League guys and they lost by almost 20 points. Now, take away from that what you may, I think that's an issue. You have the likes of Kimball Walker, you have Jason Tatum, got Kyle Kuzma, uh, you know, gosh, so many people dropped out, I'm blanking on who actually is still on the roster. You got like four Celtics on this roster, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, um, you know, there are talented guys on the roster. How you are losing to the likes of Chris Chioza and a bunch of other guys that I've never seen in an NBA jersey is baffling to me. So now you have to look ahead to this FIBA World Cup where you're going to be going against guys like Giannis. You know, Spain's going to have a pretty formidable team. I believe Nikola Jokic is playing for Serbia. So you're going against some of the NBA's best with, you know, guys who might at best be the fourth option on their team outside of Kimba. Um, and you just get word, I believe, either yesterday or today that De'Aaron Fox has now withdrawn from Team USA as well. So, you know, that was somebody I was really looking forward to taking the leap. Um, I still think they'll be, you know, good with guys like Donovan Mitchell and some of the other, you know, guards that they have. But, you know, De'Aaron Fox is somebody that I think is going to take a leap this year. And part of that was, you know, because of everything that we're hearing out of Team USA camp. So, uh, tough times ahead from what we can tell here in the next couple weeks as uh, Team USA gets prepared to make their final roster decisions here uh, before going to the FIBA World Cup, I believe, start in September. So, um, very, I guess, last few things that we're going to get into before letting you guys leave. And for those who are just joining us, this is the Price Check Podcast hosted by yours truly, Josh Price, uh, on the In The Zone Network. Uh, brought to you and sponsored by the In The Zone store. Um, you know, we finally got an update as well to some of the NBA season win total over-unders. Uh, for my gamblers out there, this may make your ears perk up a little bit. <laughs> but win total over-unders are out, uh, adjusted a little bit after the DeMarcus Cousins uh, injury as well as after the official schedule release uh, on Monday in the NBA. So a couple that jump out to me at least – um, that I think are noteworthy. Um, starting at the very, very top, the Milwaukee Bucks, 58 and a half. So for those of you who are not gamblers in any way or have never bet on sports, um, what that means is that the over in that situation is you're betting on the Milwaukee Bucks. You're betting your whole, cold, hard-earned money on the Milwaukee Bucks to win 59 or more games. While I think that is very possible, they do have arguably one of the best players in the NBA. They have the NBA MVP. So they won 60 games even last year. You're basically asking them to repeat that. 
while I think it's possible, I don't think it's quite as likely. Um, I think losing Malcolm Brogdon hurts. Um, you know, they still have a very, very talented team built properly around Giannis. They're going to still be very good in year two now with Mike Budenholzer uh, coaching that team. But I don't know that 59 or 60 wins is really going to be necessary for them. Uh, but I think what one thing that they may have learned from last year's playoff run is that um, they seemed to run out of gas a little bit at the end when it came to uh, playing the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, you know, they went up 2-0 in that series and then lost four straight. So you, you kind of have to, in a sense, you know, kind of brace yourself a little bit for the long haul. Um, and I think that might be more of what Milwaukee's interest is and, you know, how do we make that leap to get to the finals more so than how do we try to go win 65 games in the regular season. So that one I'd take the slight under on if I'm a betting man. Um, I'm going to loop the Clippers and Lakers in together here. And the reason I'm going to do that is that as it stands now, after DeMarcus Cousins' injury, the Lakers are at 50 and a half wins of an over-under uh, over total. Excuse me. Uh, Clippers are at 54 and a half. So, the reason I'm looping both of these in is because I think, and, and please take my Lakers bias out of this. Let me preface with that. <laughs> please take my Lakers bias out of this. I think you can probably safely bet on the Lakers at a slight over. And what I mean by slight over, if we're talking 50 and a half, we're talking like 51 to 53 wins for the Lakers. It's not going to be anything over the top. They're not going to try to push for, you know, like a 65, 70 win season. That's not what this is. It is how do we put ourselves in the best position to get through the regular season healthy while also putting ourselves in a position to be in the NBA Finals come the end of the season. You're not about to get, you know, just a full pedal to the metal 82 games out of both LeBron James and Anthony Davis, especially after what you just saw with DeMarcus Cousins getting injured. However, even 70 games out of each of them could get you a 52 to 53 win team. So, slight over for me. But if you don't believe in it, I totally understand the roster around the Lakers. It's not the greatest <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly, so I understand. Um, going to the Clippers, similar thing. I'm taking a slight under there, and similar reason as I took the slight over with the Lakers. Kawhi was on one leg by the time we got to the NBA Finals, or the end of the NBA Finals, I should say. Paul George just had surgery on not one, but both of his shoulders. Nothing about that situation screams to me that they're going to try to push this to win 55-plus games. Not that they can't, but why? Why push it? We want to make sure that we're as healthy as possible when the basketball games matter the most, and that's in the NBA playoffs. So, again, slight under for the L.A. Clippers. They'll probably be at about that same 52-53 win mark as where I'm kind of expecting the Lakers to be. Um, I imagine those two and probably some combination of either the Nuggets or Blazers will be in like that top three in the West. Um, and let's not forget also the Western Conference is very deep. So this could be a situation where you look up like I guess that was maybe 20 or 2008, somewhere between 2008, 2010, where you had all eight 
teams in the NBA or in the Western Conference in the NBA playoffs at 50 wins or more. You could very realistically look up and see that this year. So you're probably not going to have anybody in the West at like 58 to 60 wins, but you're probably going to have a group of teams somewhere between 50 and 55. So slight under for the Clippers, slight over for the Lakers. Um, two more that I'll definitely want to touch on here. Um, another one that I'm going to kind of loop in together for similar reasons, the Celtics and the Warriors, both of which have over under win totals of 49 and a half. I, and I'll start with the Warriors because many people believe that, you know, this is where the dynasty ends for them. No clay for the majority of the season. You no longer have Kevin Durant. Um, you know, again, they've made some minor moves to tweak with the roster. They did get D'Angelo Russell back in the whole signing trade with Kevin Durant. I get it from both sides. I don't think that the Warriors will win 50 games, uh, which would, which they would have to do in order to hit on this over. Uh, I don't see them winning 50 games, however, similar to some of my other win totals I've talked about here, probably slightly under that, somewhere in like the 46 to 48 range. Um, not having Clay is going to hurt them a lot here at the early part of the season, and I believe more so on defense than it will on offense. You can make up a lot of that offensive production out of what you get from D'Angelo Russell. Um, no telling what kind of play you're going to get out of Draymond that he now has his contract. Um, you know, shout out to him again for securing the bag like we mentioned last week. Um, but they still going to be a good team. Let's not just write them off just yet because Clay Thompson is going to miss the majority of the season. This is still not a team I would want to play come playoff time if they're like the six or seven senior in the West. Um, definitely not somebody I would want to see in the first round getting a healthy Klay Thompson back, knowing what he does in the playoffs. Um, having you know Steph and D'Angelo Russell get that opportunity to build the chemistry if they do decide to keep D'Angelo Russell because we all know that that could still be a trade chip that they decide to cash in on. So um, slight under there for the Warriors. Now to the Celtics, I'm a little torn on how I feel about their over-under because I've watched Kimball Walker, or I've somewhat watched Kimball Walker in Charlotte, let's be honest, we're not all tuning in to Charlotte Hornets games like that. Um, I've watched some of him in Charlotte. Part of me does not feel like this can be your best player if you have championship aspirations, but part of me also is interested to see what he does with a supporting cast that is a hundred times better than anything he's ever played with in Charlotte. He has Jason Tatum, he has Jalen Brown. We'll see Gordon Hayward now two years removed from that horrific ankle injury that he suffered um, in his first five minutes in a Boston Celtics uniform. I think I'd take a slight over for them, especially playing in the Eastern Conference. So. 50 to 52 wins or so I think is realistic um, considering you get to play the Charlotte Hornets, the New York Knicks and those types of bottom feeding teams um, four times a year so you know you have Kemba, you have Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown um, no Al Horford is going to hurt but having Enos Kanter definitely helps um, just the same at least offensively you're probably still lacking a little bit on defense but the infrastructure there in boston is there to where you can still see them um, even just getting to an even 50 wins so 
I'll take the slight over for them. Last but not least, I have to give probably the safest bet I'm going to give y'all all podcasts, which is the under for the New York Knicks. <laughs> we saw the New York Knicks go this offseason, as I mentioned you know, about a month or so ago, from having aspirations of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and ending up with Julius Randle, Bobby Porters, and Taj Gibson. R.J. Barrett is going to take his lumps. Great. Let him have as many minutes as you possibly can to, you know, continue to build on your future and make sure that you uh, give him that opportunity to grow and shine. 27 and a half is very generous to me. I probably at max would give them like 23 wins. I think they lose 60 games this year. I just, I don't see it in the cards for them to where, okay, 28, 29, 30 wins is possible. So they don't have the type of roster that is going to support that type of winning. Um, You still have question marks with Kevin Knox. I really, 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 really like Mitchell Robinson. Like, I love what he brings to the table on defense. But you have to have more than just bigs to win in today's NBA, and that's all I see on their roster right now, at least as far as competent NBA players go. So, final bet there. Safest bet I'm going to give y'all is the Knicks under 27 and a half. So, thank y'all as we you know look to wrap this up here. Um, definitely a, a real quick hit, but again, want to make sure that I gave y'all some content with uh, the week that was here in the NBA. Um, next time y'all hear from me, we probably will go into a little bit more of season-long predictions for different teams, as well as you know MVP, uh, defense player, different you know awards predictions, things like that. As we get closer to the season, we'll also uh, give y'all a quick hit on WNBA here in the next few weeks as we get closer to their playoffs, uh, as we get down the home stretch of that season. So. Um, as always, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the you know the plays, the listens. Um, catch us at you know Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Podomatic, all of the platforms that you need. Uh, thank you again to my my brother here, Arlington Lane, A Train for everything on the production side. Uh, but until next time, it is your host Josh Price, the Price Check, checking out. This is In The Zone. That just a bunch of damn bull. You should not have said that. His name has just been spoken. Spoken, must be was broken. Papa. Too late to explain. Oh, watch out, watch out for the silly bull. Bullseye. the In The Zone Network.